Hello and welcome once again to the Moore and Connolly Football Show, the podcast that gives you your fix of the NFL with a little added je ne sais quoi. Big shout out as always to the Gridiron family of which we are proud to call ourselves a part. My name is Tom Moore, talking nonsense since 1986 and joining me as always, it's the godfather of the family, a guy I look up to in more ways than just football. It's Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how you doing my friend? Doing good, I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm not bad, baby. We've got to say something in German because it's the Germany game. It's the first game in Germany. So, sehr gut, wunderbar. Uh, Hasselhoff, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Hasselhutl. Oh, he's Austrian. Hasselhoops. Was he? Oh, I don't know. This so. is um, it's Ollie. It's great that the games are taking, well, the game is taking place in Germany, man. Excited for that. And our very own. Stereo Mike, the Beanie Baby's out there. So he's not with us today. So once again, my friend, it's back to the old school. It's Ollie and Tom in the raw. Yeah, and we have out there as well, I should say, should have this. We have Gridiron Deutschland. It's an entire vertical of Gridiron. Gridiron Germany. Gridiron Deutschland is a wonderful podcast mini series we put out there that is in both German. If you're a German listener, it's a full podcast in German. And there's a mini series in English also taking you from the front office, the NFL executive suites down to the game field and how uh how the league puts on a game in a different country. It's a wonderful, wonderful mini series. I would encourage anyone to go listen. Gridiron Deutschland, Google it. You can find the British version, which I'm assuming you listen to this. You're, you're British, or if you are the lone solo German listener, go and listen in your native tongue if you so wish. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And Tiziana and Julian will be there for us on Sunday, along with Stereo Mike, and they'll be pumping out a ton of content across Gridiron Deutschland and the main Gridiron feed. And I'm very, very excited for them. Man, I love that kind of shit as well. That kind of like behind the curtain, pulling back the curtain, and. And to do that with the first game in Germany, I think that's fantastic. On the Moore and Connolly show, football show, there is no Kurt and Ollie. There is no filter anymore. We are out there in our own feed. No one can tell us what to do. And we can talk nonsense like we have been doing for the last eight years. Have you ever been to Germany? Have you been to Munich? Uh, I've been to Germany um, with school, but I've never been to, like, I've not been to Munich, but I really want to go to Berlin because all the history, yeah. I did history at university. But have you been, my friend? I've been, I've been to Berlin a bunch, one of my favorite cities in the world. Been to, Munich might be my favorite city in Europe. Um, I adore it. I tell the story a few times. When I was in Munich, I was mm. mistaken for German footballer Timo Werner. Now, you're looking at me on camera. Okay. I, I was in the press box at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Once again, approached and asked, has anyone ever told you, you look just like Timo Werner? But they didn't say, oh, Timo. Uh, the one in Munich, I was taking my flight to Munich from Berlin and the pilot came out to ask me, are you Timo Werner? And I was wearing a Bayern Munich training top to which <sighs> I said to him, why? This is when he was playing for RB Leipzig and there was rumors of him going to Bayern Munich. And I said, why would he fly, you know, coach class to <laughs> Munich wearing a Bayern Munich top? But yeah, I have been consistently now mistaken for a man who cannot finish. Based on your logic, Mr. Pilot, I'm slightly concerned for our plight now as we approach the as we approach our destination. Are you sure you can land this plane? Um, ladies and gentlemen, today's Moran Connolly football show. We are gonna um, hit up 
the headlines and these are the future headlines this is what we do we talk about the headlines that we think are going to be there next week when we finish this round of nfl games then we will play our game show for this week which is only connect and we'll finish with listeners questions but ollie before we get there i've got a couple of things i want to hit on because i was having some musings this week it's story time with tom but it's a little bit different right now i was watching a tv program and somebody was saying that they love lego right mm-hmm. and i turned around to my wife and i said yeah, they were making out like it's something unique and a big deal. It's like everybody loves Lego. Who doesn't love Lego? Mm-hmm. If you don't like Lego, there's something wrong with you, which made a thought bubble go off in my mind and go, bing, what are the list of things that <laughs> if somebody doesn't like immediately would set off a warning alarm in your head? As in those kind of things, Lego. Like if somebody told me they didn't like Lego, I'd be a bit like, whoa. I need to steer clear of this person. And I've created you a little list, which you may want to add to it, to it if you want. But I'll throw throw down some of these things. If somebody doesn't like these things, there is something fundamentally wrong with them and you can't trust them. Ollie, do you understand my principle? I, I understand the premise, yes. Okay, so the first one is Lego. Okay. Second one, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, um, okay. We will accept, should we say, the person's religious holiday? Fine. Okay. I will. I will. Because, uh, I, but I will say, Christmas, I think everyone does like, even if they don't like the, celebrate the day, they like the yes. spirit of the time and all the time off. The, everyone and the presence. Yeah. Absolutely. And the alcohol and everything. Yeah. Okay. Right. Next one. Ice cream. Yes. That, that was what went directly in my head when you first said that. If someone said to me, oh, no, I don't do ice cream, I'd be like, this is a Dharma. We have a Dharma on our hands. I really want your thoughts as well, listeners, mcfsquestions at gmail.com or hit us up at the underscore Tommy underscore more on Twitter or at Ollie Connolly. Ollie won't respond. I will, Um, particularly (laughs) on this subject. Uh, A warm towel, Ollie. Hmm. A warm when you when you're towel. out of a cold, cold water, the seals yeah. a warm yeah. towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a towel okay. warmer too. Yeah. It, yes, my friend. Well, the, how well, the about first things I look at? I, that's how I know I'm getting nearer to middle age. When I go to someone's house, I go, "That's a That has a lovely towel warmer. No more of this fold over the radiator nonsense. You've graduated to to towel warmer. It's plumbing excelsior, as as uh, Stereo Mike would say. Um, cake. Hmm. Uh, I don't. There's several cakes I'm not a fan of. So am I now on this list? Because I don't like chocolate cake. No, I'm not a fan of chocolate cake. I'm just saying cake is a general thing. Oh, yeah. So they're out on all cakes. Yeah. If you didn't like cake at all. Yeah. I used to for three months. I had a carrot cake at night. Wow. That sounds like a slightly risky escapade on a nightly basis. (laughs) Did you put on any weight? Uh, That was when I was trained to be a boxer. It was part of my nutritional carrot cake. Mate, that takes me back. We've had some good times on this show and the things you did. And, oh, we've got to get into that another occasion. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, just ask Ollie about that on, on the intra, interweb. It's fantastic. Um, how about the scent of lavender? Yeah, lavender. I don't know how you can how you can hate that. Okay, two more. Uh, no, sorry, three more. People falling over on ice. <laughs> finding that funny. <laughs> that, if, if you don't find that funny, there is something fundamentally, you don't have a soul. Just general, like the, um, was it Harry Hill who did the home videos? I know it's all like quite TV stuff. And or... then it became like um, people were trying to do setups and stuff. But I, I defy anyone to watch that for half an hour and not, not laugh at someone falling off a slide or, a, you know, a groom falling over and kicking the bride. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just You've hilarious. been framed. You, it's, you've, <laughs> you've been framed. Wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. um, there was that big lady on it for a while, wasn't there? I forget what her name was. Anyway, let's let's move on from there. <laughs> right. Uh, two more. Putting your feet up. Who doesn't like putting their feet up, Polly? 
Okay, good stuff. And then finally, <laughs> um, music. You know, if this is the worst oh, one, if somebody that, says, yeah. if somebody says, I'm not really into music, I'm sorry, that person is a serial killer. <laughs> there is no way that anyone is not into music. I went to a dinner party, which sounds very fancy, but it was not, where three of the participants said in sequence they don't like music. Do they do it in, in harmony as well? Like, don't like music, don't like music, don't like music. It was a, uh, and I don't like music. And oh, I don't like music either. Almost like amazed to have found one another. And then there was a third who piped up. Yeah, I'm not a big music person. And was I, this what, in a psychiatric what, hospital? What, Where what, were you what having dinner? doing here? Why was I brought here? These aren't my people. I'm leaving. I would have just left. A good bit Peter Griffin style. Done. <laughs> <laughs> just walked out. Right, Ollie. Uh, let's spin forward and do some headlines. So, headlines this week, Ollie, three from each of us, and I am going to give you my first one. Rogers hints at retirement. It all gets too much for Aaron as he sheds a tear, knowing he might only get to five wins max this season. That would be my prediction, Ollie. And I think the Cowboys are going to crush the Packers this weekend, and Rogers is going to start moving on from taking shots at everyone to start hinting at, I'm not going to be here anymore. I think that's the narrative shift that's going to start wow. coming out of his mouth. Well, this is what the listeners have come for, is to hear your thoughts on this ongoing saga. How are you feeling? I know you kind of quit on the team two, three weeks ago. You, you told us all they're not good. Why are we still evaluating them as though they're a good football team, expecting there to be some magical resurgence? They are very, very clearly not good. They put up nine points against the worst defense in the history of the NFL. <laughs> and I know they drove up and down the field and then had some, some bad stuff happen in the red zone. Some of it looked, some of it poor play. But you look at the rest of their schedule, and it does rank as one of the toughest in the NFL. you got Dallas, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Chicago with a resurgent Justin Fields. they got the Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, and they play the, the, the Lions again. You are looking there at probably being favorite in real terms in three games and probably really should only be two. Because with a, that level of Justin Fields, I'm not sure you should be favorites going to Soldier Field there. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's... And he's now getting pelters for this notion. It's catching up to him of blaming everyone else. And then, hey, man, we can watch the film one. And one thing I'm seeing on film now, beyond any of the X's and O's, is the level of hands in the air from everyone else around him, which is, hey, I've just had to sit and listen for three weeks of you going to a podium and going on Pat McAfee's show and saying it's everyone else but you. And the ball was supposed to be handed off then on an RPO and we'd have had a walk-in touchdown and I'm Elton Jenkins and I'm blocking my ass off and why is the ball not in the end zone? He was pissed. He was pissed on that play. And oh, let's just, just draw a line under it. I've been saying this for weeks. They are not good. I do not understand when I see the 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 media and people still picking the Packers to win a game. I would not pick them against the Lions. If Mike had asked me for his picks to submit them as part of the gridiron picks, I would have picked the Lions 100%. And I still hear people, very good, reputable people going, no, I don't think they're far away. I think they're going to get right. Or no, I don't think he's actually playing that bad, Rogers. And I genuinely am starting to think that some people in the in the really established media and I'm a nobody Ollie I'm a nobody I'm doing this for free I'm not I'm I'm not on a on a on a wage do you know what I mean this is just my opinion but I've been calling out for us and I wish people would start listening if they think the Packers are going to turn this round or that Rodgers is nearly there they are watching <laughs> something else I do not care what they are or who they are they are watching something else Ollie and this becomes the worst part of the Aaron Rodgers experience now where we're on Aaron Rodgers psyche watch 
and it's exhausting, right? And we're now going to get into the phase, I believe, where we do these look ahead headlines, which is almost like a jokey thing. Hey, we're going to kind of mm. preview the games by guessing at what the the kind of narrative will be coming out of some of these big matchups. Uh, this one I, is one of the ones where I feel most sincerely will become true, where it will be more of a harumphing at the podium with him when now the narrative twists to it was everyone else's fault too okay you want rid of me i'm too old the whispers of justin uh, jordan love on on social media and in some local columnists okay well i'll start putting out there what will it be like when i'm gone good luck with that i think he's gonna start getting yep. his neck bent out of shape with any any concept that from the outside it's his fault and he's going to say, okay, yeah, okay, let's float the idea of retirement. Look what that does to your cap situation. Look what it means when you have Jordan Love and there. Go rewatch that Chiefs game from last season. It's a horror show. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 move on. But spare me the Jordan Love mumbo jumbo. I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to pass judgment on the guy because he's not had a lot of time under centre. But if anyone's starting to use that as some kind of um, catalyst in this debate, to p- please don't, please don't, because it's it's Jordan Love. It's not Patrick Mahomes sitting on the bench when Alex Smith is playing. Right, your first headline, Ollie. Saturday can't crack Sundays. Oh my friend, I am so looking forward to this. <laughs> this could be one of the most glorious, entertaining enterprises in the history of pro football. I'm not kidding you. We have a head coach who's never coached a game in his life. What is going on here? It's like Will in the in-betweeners going into the toilet where they're all stood there hiding from the, the Northwood crew in the kids under 80s disco. And he just walks in and goes, what is happening here? <laughs> uh, I, so we won't get too bogged into the, the what's happened and all that stuff. People probably have heard enough by now, I think. Yes, you yes. Listen to other shows on the Gridiron Network. I, wrote, I came out of sport and culture column semi-retirement, Tom. The bat signal went up from the Guardian. They said, hey, man, will you write a sport and culture column on what this means for the people? And I said, I will, sir. I shall write a pretentious column on what this means for the people. Um, so I'd encourage people to go read that because I had a lot of fun writing it and there's, there's a lot of details in there and all my thoughts you can find there. Um, what I am now most fascinated beyond the concept of what this means for coaches and all that kind of stuff, which I'm very interested in, the, the general, what will this mean operationally on game? Mm. The guy's never been on a headset. The guy's never run a game. Does he understand the timings of game day? Yeah. Now people say, well, yeah. he's played, he's played, he's played. It is entirely different. They're going to come to you and say, hey, man, what time do you want the coach to leave the hotel? He's going to go, uh, what's the typical situation? Two and a half hours? He's not going to know. He's not going to know the answer. My genuine assumption is, Ollie, that he is literally just going to stand there and everybody else will be sorting everything out. That is my only assumption, that Jim Irsay just wants him there because he likes him. But he knows immediately everyone else will be doing everything. But you have to imagine if you're if you're John Fox or Gus Bradley and he comes to you, there must be a part of you who's like, really, dude? No, you took this job. You took the phone call. Now, what's funny about this situation, I wrote another column for the read optional, which is really nerdy nexus and those dents, but there are certain things happening with the Colts, particularly in the run game and in pass protection, where I really believe Jeff Saturday can help them in a way most human beings could not, which is funny. If that was the way Jim Irsay presented it in his press conference, hey man, I asked Jeff to come in to be our O-line czar, which is apparently what happened. He said, no, I don't want to do that. So I said, well, the only way I can afford to get you to a level where you would come in is to make him the head coach. So I said, bleep it. My biggest concern is the O-line. I made Jeff the head coach, but really all the other stuff's going to be run by other guys. And I said, you know what? That's kind of kooky and a bit um, 
arrogant from Jeff Saturday, but cool, I'll ride with it. The idea of him as the actual head coach, not just doing that stuff, is preposterous. And then to make the 30-year-old guy who's never coached ever, right? He's been a graduate assistant in college two years ago. He was the assistant to the head coach, not the assistant head coach. He was the Dwight Schrute. He was Frank Reich's PA. (laughs) Frank Reich uh, was the officiator at his wedding, right? That guy's the play caller now. He's the, I cut, I, he's the yeah. game plan designer, right? The guy's never done that in his life either. So who is on the headset? That was the kicker, wasn't it? It was the G- GM's ballad, isn't it? Yeah, he's staying. Yeah, so, and that's bonkers. <laughs> but then he, I don't think he's capable of this, but I've just got this image of him just going up to Jeff Saturday, just being going like, Jeff, Jeff, just come sit here. We'll get you a tea and a biscuit. Yeah, we got your headset. Yeah, you can listen to <laughs> listen to the calls, Jeff. And this is where you know where you remember the game. You remember where they, everyone sits. What well, one thing I think people have missed on that one is so you've got a play call who's never run a game day operation right never got guys in and out of the huddle maybe he can design the best plays in the world but he's never got guys to and from the huddle and you've seen with Nathaniel Hackett what that looks like right when a guy's mm-hmm. done that before it can be pretty disastrous you've got a head coach who's never done that before Sam Ellinger has played in the league twice and it's not exactly looked pretty sharp now he's had some flashes as a player but even getting out of the huddle communicating has been really problematic for them who is in charge on offense on defense no problem you hand it to gus bradley you say you figure all that stuff out that'll be a, that'll be a professional operation what the hell is going to happen on offense? what will it look like what how will they get to the out of the huddle it's going to be the most interesting thing ever this is it hasn't happened since 1961. do you understand wow. the amount of things that have happened since in 1961 tom the beatles hadn't released a record yet the berlin wall had not been built let alone come down yeah. usually all these little factoids they say oh the berlin wall had come to crumbling down right that's about the the length of time we consider as modern history they hadn't even built the thing yet when the last time this happened it's literally unbelievable <laughs> but Let's park it there. Now, we've had two good, meaty headlines. So let's take these next four and rip-roar through them. And my next one, Ollie, is, and as a Packers fan, this hurts me, but I'm going for it, Fields Day. Justin rushes for 150 to take the Bears to four and six. Ollie, how are you feeling about the Bears now with Justin Fields? Just give me a little bit of your feeling about where they're going. So happy, so delighted they took the handbrake off, so delighted they kind of removed their own perception of a quarterback they wanted and embraced the quarterback they have. This is a guy who can do special things if given the facility to do the things he does best, which is take off with his legs and bomb the ball downfield. And they've now crafted an offense that says, hey man, take a deep, deep shot. And if not, free reign, go and have fun. And you see what he can be, right? He's a better athlete than everyone on the field. And by the way, in college, he was not a runner. Right? He was an unbelievable athlete who was so good throwing the ball down the field that everyone was wide open. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to stand here and launch 40-yard bombs on every play. So this is a new thing that he's also learning on the fly, and he's learning very quickly. Oh, I can outrun everyone in the NFL. That's a pretty cool thing to learn on the fly in the league. It was unbelievable watching him, Ollie. And I just uh, – I, I love running quarterbacks, and I, I just love that. I mean, and as a Packers fan, having been embarrassed so many times by Colin Kaepernick and others, that I, I don't really like them. But when it's not me playing them and it's not the Packers <laughs> playing them, although it will be relatively soon, um, I, I just think it's a glorious I thing think to watch. That's why Lamar Jackson is such a joy. They've become 
few more better aesthetic things in the NFL than yes. a running quarterback who has that galloping style. Like Lamar's kind of pitter-pattery, but that Kaepernick feels long striding when they're just streaking away from the secondary and you just see like a safety's legs moving really fast like a cartoon, but there's just this wonderful gazelle prancing down the field at 6'5". It's, it's maybe my most pleasing aesthetic thing. I love it. It's the show pony approach. Knox County used to have a centre forward called Sean Farrell back about 25 years ago. We used to call him the show pony. He used to run like that. Oh, it's fantastic. Ollie, what's your next headline? Gino ist wunderbar. Ah, sehr gut, mein Freund. Uh, I think I think the Seahawks are going to win in Germany. I think this Gino thing is going to keep rolling. I think the Seahawks defense is becoming pretty damn good. And I have absolutely no faith in the books based on what their coaching staff has said this week to learn any of the lessons of last week, which was our offense is broken. Malfunctioning does not work. The only time it worked was when Tom Brady had 50 seconds. And we just said, hey, Tom, please take us to the promised land. And he said, cool, everyone's spread out. I'm calling the plays. And it's the first time they drove the ball effectively and they, they win the game. And that should just be the offense moving forward. Everyone out of my way. I'm just going to throw the ball 60 times a game and maybe we can win some of these things. Um, and I don't think based on their comments this week, they're going to do that. I think they're going to revert to type and the Seahawks will be ready for it. Um, and I just kind of non-existent. I just think Pete Carroll strikes for someone who would be, have everyone well prepared for like an overseas trip. Does that make sense? What do you mean? Like, like packed and put their money in several different locations, like some <laughs> in their shoe, some in their pocket, you know, got their passport out and their yeah. documents in, in a plastic folder. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, like the little trick of rolling the socks and underpants into your shoes, get some extra space in, in oh, your... Oh, that's a good one. That one. That's a classic. I just feel like he would be all up on those things. I, I always remember that when I was a kid and we I went away for the first time without my parents. They were like, you put some money here and you put some money here, you put some money here. In the end, I didn't know where it all was. I just <laughs> went out and put a shoe on and took my shoes off. And then all of a sudden there was like 10 euros. I was like, where the hell did that come from? Anyway, my next headline, two more to go. Here we go. Bills bounce back, crushing the seven and one Vikings, who I think, Ollie, are sheep in wolves' clothing. Mm-hmm. Not the other way around. Not convinced. I don't think they're going to really make a noise when it comes to the big dance, but they're going to walk their way there, Ollie, because the NFC North is a little bit of a, um, well, it's, it's very soft to say the least. Well, the Vikings haven't beaten anyone with a winning record outside of the Dolphins when they had Skylar Thompson in their third string quarterback at quarterback. So, and the one time they played like a legit good team, they just got completely pants by the Eagles, if you remember. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. The Vikings are no different to the team they were last year. And we are going to get, and I've already seen, and I love all these reporters and I love all those writers, that Kevin O'Connell has changed the culture and, you know, now they're going to make noise because everything's different. They took changed the vending machine and they changed the diet. And and I'm with all that because that is all true and it's had no actual impact on the on-field products. They are the exact same team they were last year and they're winning one-score games against bad teams. Don't trust the Vikings at all, my friend. Not one bit. Although to see Kirk Cousins with his shirt off with some gold around his neck on a plate, I mean, you know, uh, it's all good content. Did you expect Kirk Cousins to have an eight-pack? Um... No, I didn't, but I'm, I didn't expect him to have a keg down there. I, I thought of him as sturdy, not shredded. Hmm. I don't. I think there's more to Kirk. I think he'd be an interesting character to have as a neighbour. I think that would be an interesting dynamic. Um. Anyway, right, Ollie, your final headline. Uh, it's time for McVacation. Ooh. What's going to happen? Another retirement hint. Sean McVeigh, we start getting leaks. Did I make the wrong choice? Should I have taken 
the the seventy million dollar a year deal from Amazon to go call some games. Why did I return to field the worst offense of the NFL with a defense that isn't competing very well right now? I could be sunning myself on a uh, with my Super Bowl ring and the Lombardi saddle on one side and a pina colada on the other, and Bezos money just falling out of my pocket. Why did I do this? And I, there was that weird report this week, which I don't know if you saw from Albert Breer, which basically said McVeigh's timeline for retirement. Bear in mind, the guy's like twenty five. But he's already out yeah. this timeline for retirement was when Stafford, Donald, Ramsey, and there was another name, which I forget, which was not Cup. When those four guys go, that's when he's done. But those guys aren't anywhere near in the same age bracket or time in their career, right? Ramsey is significantly younger than Donald. Donald already tempted retirement and plays a collision position. And then Stafford is looking pretty close to cooked. And it would not be yes. for me if he said, you know what, I've won one. My body really hurts. What have so I got to achieve? I'm out. So I, I don't know. McVeigh, go and take a year. I may, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who would want to leave on a down year. And I get that. But, you know, they're paying for the sins of all those trades and all, chasing all those veterans and not drafting guys. And you might look around and go, this roster isn't that good. I could go take a year off and then have my pick of the jobs for. He can move into the Bill Cower role immediately, which is for the next 25 years, if he wants the job, he has the job. It's just whichever job you want ever, yeah, that's your job. And if I was him, I think that's what I would be starting to think about. I completely agree with you, Ollie. And yeah, he, just take the easy route. It reached the point just take the easy route. <laughs> Life isn't worth it being so much of a struggle, man. Get out there. Yeah, you could have a whole new career or do something else, whatever he wants to do. Anyway, they are the headlines, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. We're going to move on now to our game show. So, Oliver, our game show this week is Only Connect. For people that don't know what Only Connect is in America, or to be quite honest, in this country, because it's quite an intellectual game and not a lot of people watch it. I think it's this podcast, possibly. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a game about connections, okay? But one of the rounds is essentially like, it's a bit like the old Wipeout quiz, where there's a board and there's several answers on them, and you've got to understand what the connection is. So we're going to play that game, and what we're going to do is we've got... Questions for the other person, Ollie to me, me to Ollie. We're going to got five players who were on a Super Bowl roster, and the other person has to guess which Super Bowl roster that was, the year and the team. Are you ready, Ollie? I am. Uh, do you reveal one name at a time, and there's a points mechanism, or do you just rattle off all the people listed? Rattle off, rattle okay. off, rattle off. So I will give you them all. So here's your yeah. first one, Ollie. Are you ready? And play along at home. That's the whole point, ladies and gentlemen. And you can give us your thoughts on game shows you want us to play in the future, mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Here we go. Paul Kruger, Bobby Williams, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Jones, and Dennis Pitter. Dennis Pitter, Tyrod Taylor. Paul Kruger, Bobby yeah. Williams, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Jones, and Dennis Pitter. I, well, I think that's the Ravens. And I think that's the Flacco Ravens. And so I think that's the 2013 Ravens. Now, Mike's written down the 2012 Ravens. Let me have a look. Uh, It depends on when they won the Super Bowl, isn't it? I go by Super Bowl year. What do you do? Do you go, I guess? I guess the... Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be the 07 Patriots for the team that didn't win it all. So uh, that would be the 2012 Ravens. Uh... 2013. Yes, it was 2013. The Super Bowl was 2013, but the season was 2012. Okay. Do you have a list that Mike provided you? I do have me, Right in front of me, yeah. Okay, you ready? Okay. So I don't get that what? one. No, I'll give it you. I'll give it you. Okay. You were right. You, you knew the team. You were right. 
Chase Daniel, Jonathan Vilmer, Julius Jones, Lance Moore, and Sir Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush? Mm-hmm. Say that, them again. Chase Daniel, who's been on every yeah. time in the league. <laughs> Jonathan... well, that's, that's, that's the problem <laughs> that I'm struggling with. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Vilmer, Julius Jones, and then these two, I think, are the ones that tip it for you. Lance Moore and Reggie Bush. I'm just trying to remember who Reggie Bush played for to, and where he got a Super Bowl. Chase. Uh, right, I'm, I'm I'm struggling a bit here. I'm either thinking it's, right. it's the year of the Super Bowl. Well, I'm thinking, was it, were they, it's the Chase Daniel thing. Was that Kansas City? Or was it Denver? Who chases what other teams he's been on, what teams he's been on? No, I'm going to, I'm going to really struggle with this one. Hmm. I'll give you the, I, I, and then you can maybe guess the team that won the Super Bowl. Vilma, hang on, Vilma, Vilma. Because Vilma was on the Patriots, wasn't he? Vilma, uh, Vilma was not on the Patriots, no. Who am I thinking of then? Are you thinking of a high tower situation? No, I don't know. I'm lost with this one, Ollie. Help me. Give give t- give give me give me the uh, the the team. I want to know. I'm I'm really struggling. The year is 2009. Yes, it is the post Katrina title. It's the Saints. It's the Saints. It- of course, it's the Saints. Oh my God, Ollie, that's horrendous. I'm way out, aren't I? Right, let me do your next one. I'll do better next time. Do better next time. Here we go. Okay. Right, this is the next one for Ollie. Brandon Jacobs, Will Blackman. Oh, ex-Gridiron contributor. Ramsey's Barden, Justin Tuck, David Carr. See, I would get this. Would you really? I would have a a very solid guess at this, yeah. It has to be... Carr was Manning's backup for one of those giant Super Bowls. The Tuck, Tuck was there throughout, right? I think so. Is it is it that 07 Giants team? Jacobs was there for both of them as well, I think. So it's 11 or a 7. Can you give me the other names again? Oh, I don't The other know. two, Will Blackman and yeah. Ramsey's Barden. Will Blackman I don't think was in the league for the 07 one. I think he's too young. I reckon it's the 20... Was that 12 or 11? This is going to break my head. Well, I said... Wait, did we did 2012, did we not? Oh, I got that wrong on the Ravens? No, no you did the Ravens. The Ravens was... Uh... Where am I? I've lost the Ravens. There's no There's no way... It was 2013 Super Bowl 2012 season. Okay, there's no, there's no way he's going to give me back-to-back... Super Bowl teams, right? Oh, I don't know. It's 07 or it's 11. Uh, stab in the dark, 11. 11 into the 12 Super Bowl, yeah? Yeah. That is correct. Come well on. done, Ollie. Oh, Will Blackman, great anchor contributor. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Beautiful. Now, come on, give me, give me, I've got to get this one. Come on, hype man. Here we go. Hype man, let's go. Okay. Jake Scott. Who? Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> this will these next two you sorted. Dallas Clark, Robert yeah. Mathis, yeah, Hunter Smith, Ramon Guzman. 
Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Pete's only got one. Come on now. Oh, come on now. I'm working oh, backwards. Packers, got one. Packers 11. Yeah. It was the Saints before that because we played. It will have been at it. And then you get back, started to get back to, was it the one before New York? 2007 Super Bowl, 2006 season. Is correct. Boomtown. Boomtown. Now we've got one more. We've got one more each, Ollie. Mm-hmm. And these, um, he's he's labelled as tricky. On oh, this I one. thought that was just on my one for no, you. No, no, oh, he's put it as tricky. You see, right? Here we go. Are you ready? This is in brackets tricky. Right. I'm gonna guess before I even see it that he's done one of the Broncos Super Bowls and picked guys at the very foot of the depth chart. That's my guess. Blind guess going in. Mike Wright and tricky means I think it is that. Arsen of a Broncos winning Super Bowl. I assume I think it is the Arsen of a roster, but is it okay? The Arsen of a Broncos roster. Okay, Tim Wright, mm-hmm. Darius Fleming, yeah, Jonas Gray. Oh, it's one of the Patriots ones. And ah, I think Bri- <laughs> Brian Brian Timms, yeah, and Danny Aiken. Tim Wright, Darius Fleming, Jonas Gray, Brian Timms, and Danny Aiken. Patriots one. Was that? This is a good quiz, this one. Jonas Gray year, because we had this on a quiz a couple of weeks ago, where I forgot that they signed LeGarrett Blunt for the postseason run. They did, yeah. Jonas Gray had the wild Monday night against the Colts, like a historic 215-yard night or whatever, and then they signed LeGarrett Blunt and benched him. Was that the Falcons' year, or was that the Seahawks' year? I am going well, to. I can guess. tell you, it's it's one of them. Yes, it's one of them. So, I think when we did that team, that was the Seahawks roster because I forgot Blunt and Lynch was on the other side. So that was twenty spy, not Spygate. Jesus, I forget. I forget my gates. Deflate Gate, which consumed my life for eight months, was I believe twenty fourteen. It was 2014 to the 2015 Super Bowl. Ollie, you have done it. And now let's see if I can match you in the tricky stakes. Okay. Are you ready? No. (laughs) Go on anyway. I actually think that look at these tricky. I think two of these people you'll be pretty, pretty familiar with. Go on. I almost said the name by mistake of what you I didn't. didn't, You you gobbed it out, so I didn't understand it at all. Red Bryant, Brian Walters, Brino Giacomini, Max Unger, Zach Miller. Now, the most famous people on that list are Red Bryant, big hulking edge defender, kick him inside on passing downs, and Max Unger. Who played for two two franchises rather famously? Is this the Eagles? I'm saying nothing. Right, I, I I'm shooting in the dark, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that's the Nick Foles Eagles 2018. Is unfortunately the wrong answer. Oh, you. 
Right. Max, who, who is it? Max Unger was the center on the early Seahawks teams with Russell Wilson before he moved on. To he the of course he and was. Red Bryant was the guy who kicked the shit out of Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl in 2013. Of course they were. Ollie, good game, mate. That was fun. You came out of that one well. I'd like us to do that together with Mike as the quiz master at one point. Yeah. I think that would be really good. Um, good. If you've got ideas for game shows that you've seen on the TV, on the radio, whatever it is, and you want us to put a football spin on them and play them, then please get in touch with us. Give us your thoughts. MCFSquestions at gmail.com. It's not just for questions. It's for comments. It's for thoughts. It's for abuse. Whatever it is, we will read it out. And talking of such, Ollie, mm-hmm. let's get to the listeners' questions. And this week, we've got another question all the way from Australia, from Jackson and uh, he's on the Down Under podcast with his dad, Tristan. So let's hand over to Jackson, who sent us a voice note. You can do this as well. We encourage it. And let's hear what his question is. Hello, Tom and Ollie. It's me, Jackson, from the Down Under Centre podcast. I have another question for you. In your opinion, who do you think is the best defensive player to ever play the game? So the question, Ollie is who is the best defensive player ever to play the game. Now, for me, several names come to mind. Lawrence Taylor, Deion Sanders, Reggie White, but of course Aaron Donald as well I'd I'd put in that conversation. So what are your thoughts on this? I think Aaron Donald deserves to be right there now um, in terms of like big game-changing plays and big moments, not just every down dominance in the regular season and lt is clearly the best there's a wonderful highlights package which i forget i ripped from i think like a swedish broadcaster in like 2013 and tweeted out at the time and it regularly goes re-viral when people find it because it is like some kind of nat geo channel of if you took lebron james now and put him in like 1920s all white guy basketball like taylor is so much better than everyone else he is playing with in the league at that time and he's doing it often while on crack which is preposterous right it's just he's on drugs the entire time and he's better than everyone else um i think the other names I would throw out there from yesteryear would be Reggie White, who is another of the best pass rushers of all time. And then I I still believe, because there's like a weird age thing with him where he just misses maybe his peak of his powers, the modern internet generation, and doesn't isn't quite with kind of the old guard generation who keep the likes of Mean Joe Green alive. I still think it's underrated how much better Ed Reed was than everyone else by some way. And I know that clip again regularly goes viral of Bill Belichick coming over to him being like, do you understand that I understand as the man who knows the most football ever that you're better than everyone ever? <laughs> he's like shaking him and he's so like, thanks good. coach. Yeah. Um, Ed Reed is just the, he played probably the most difficult position, not quarterback on the field in terms of the impact you can have, right? Because if the structure's away from you, it's tough to be as involved and yet we're still the best player on the team on basically every single play so i think ed reed pound for pound would be my pick alongside lawrence taylor and then dion is dion he's maybe the best athlete to have ever played any sport completely agree with that Ollie. i think that's a really good assessment and thank you again jackson and big love to you and tristan and the whole family um one more question stevie jones from hammersmith now what would be your rider He's been looking at an Ed Sheeran um, uh, rider for Glastonbury, and apparently the rider was one bottle of squash, 18 uh, cans of fizzy drink, and a jar of honey. So if you 
could put down a rider. Let's say if you were going to appear on Parkinson back in the day, yeah. you were a very yeah. you know important sports personality, Ollie. If you were going to have a rider, what do you think you would put on it? Well, I'd need if I was doing parky, I would need some kind of alcohol to quash the nerves. And I'm I'm like a dry beer man. I love Asahi. So I'd have but it has okay. to, be, have to be on draft. I would specify that. Only bring me draft Asahi. Um I need some I'm a huge, huge coffee guy. So some kind of coffee situation would have to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what else? Um, food? Any, any kind of food? Snacks? Niblets? Yeah, yeah. You, I'm not expecting you to just like order a, a Sunday roast or anything. You know, it's you, it's not like that situation. But <laughs> would you have some certain snacks? It's like the whole Wayne's World thing. I had to fill a brandy glass with a hundred brown M and M's, or Aussie wouldn't go on stage that night. I'm not a big snack guy. I gotta be honest with you. I don't do a lot, awful lot of snacking. I'm kind of I'm a functional eater. It's something that is often laughed at about me by other people in my innermost orbit that I use it specifically as I need that for fuel and I will have my fuel top up in two hours. There's That's not, not play. a lot of like, oh yeah. And now if there was a bowl of Twixes, yeah, I'd have had it. But I, I oh, would, it wouldn't occur to me to think, oh, let me write down the rider that I'm going to want a Twix when I get there. But a Twix is a great chocolate bar. Twix is a if you if you sit down in like a reception area and there's a bowl and there's a Twix that's got to be like one of those greatest feelings of all time. It's almost one of those things like at the start of the show in terms of things that if somebody doesn't like them there's something wrong with them. A Twix, I'd totally put that on the list. <laughs> for, for me, Ollie, um, I would say uh, Coca Cola in a glass bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coca Cola in a glass bottle is better than Coca Cola in any other format. I don't care who you are. Um, it is the greatest. Um, when when it touches your lips, um, anyway. <laughs> is that the one that like cures all the illnesses? People like old wives' tale that your mum would say if you have it from a from a bottle, your your flu would vanish. Possibly, I'd have to look into that. Um, I would also want a donut of some kind, powdered sugar, not massively glazed or too heavy. You know, more the fluffy kind of nice donut. I don't want the granulated party, sugar on it. You want that kind of. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I do that. I do that. And then maybe for afterwards, some KFC, uh, you know, the little pots they do with barbecue chicken. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm addicted to it. Now, interestingly enough, Ollie, and, and, I, and if you've got an interesting rider that you'd like to share with us, mcfquestions at gmail.com. Um, I am addicted to these KFC barbecue chicken little pots, the little ones that are just covered in barbecue sauce. They only cost like four quid or something. Um, but because we've now got two kids, one of them is in nursery full time, it's expensive, mortgage prices are going up with stuff like that. I've said to myself, I'm not buying anything unnecessary in November. It's no unnecessary spend November for me, Ollie. <laughs> and I am craving one of these pots oh, yeah. that I might actually end up going mental. Well, if it's a mental health situation, Tom, I would suggest that that is very necessary, that you should go and stuff your face with some lovely, delicious chicken. I want to order some now for after this show, Ollie, but I know that I shouldn't. So what I might end up doing is just having some bread and butter. And is that what I've come to? Bread and butter. I would like also to request to the listeners, mcfsquestions at gmail.com, old wives' tales. Because we've got listeners from all over the globe, and there's got to be different wives' tales in Norway and Sweden than there are in, in Melbourne and Sydney, right? That. There has to be some cool ones. Send us your old wives' tales. I would like that. Do you have any from your family or no? I don't. I'd have to have a think about it. But yeah, things are great like that. That if you go out on a Tuesday, make sure you wear red underpants because otherwise the wizard, <laughs> wicked witch of the West will eat your bottom. You know, some random stuff like that. That's what we want. You know, we want the really random stuff. 
um so please send it in this is the point you've got to remember guys if you are tuning in and you've got this far in the podcast then we commend you for making it to the end thank you so much but the point is the mcfs for the last eight years and i know we had a break and we've come back now under the gridiron feed it was always about listener interaction and it was always about you sharing what you wanted to with us and you know what it didn't have to be a question it doesn't have to be anything insightful what we want is you to engage in <laughs> And share with us your thoughts, your your if they are questions, your old wife tales, your interesting stories. This is what I'm talking about, Ollie. This is what I used to love, understanding what was going on in our listeners' brains, which at times was scary, but no more scary than what goes on in my brain. I agree. I, I would like, again, the format, send in, if you want a football question, send in a football question. If you're sending a football question, which I appreciate, and I'm happy to go as detail-oriented as you want, or something very specific to you, hey, I want to know this exact thing about why the commander's left tackle is terrible. No problem. I can explain that to you. If you're sending that, also send us. Send us even an all-wise tale you found. Do some research. Find out what's happening in Brazil. I'd be very interested in that. Or send us a question that's something to do with your life or a thought, question, comment on society writ large. And me and Tom can comment. Writ large, baby. That's how we talk on this show. Ollie, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And I commend you again for giving me the time to share my nonsense thoughts with you as we go through this thing we call life. Um, it's been a wonderful pleasure as always, Ollie. So for now, it's goodbye from the man himself. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Have yourselves a great NFL weekend.